0: Good morning and welcome to the Sundial Writers' Corner. I'm Dory Nutt, one of the producers of this program that features poetry and prose by talented local writers read in their own voices. Today, Pat Graves gives us a biographical sketch of one of our country's honored military servants, Lieutenant Pershing, who was interred in Arlington National Cemetery.
1: Between tours in Vietnam, I served with the 1st Battalion, 3rd Infantry, reinforced, the Old Guard at Fort Myer, Virginia, 1966-68. to The most important duty of the Old Guard is interment in Arlington National Cemetery. It is a unique and necessary duty that Old Guard soldiers respect. There's little emotional attachment when older, retired soldiers are interred. However, the duty is particularly onerous in times of war because young soldiers die. During the Vietnam War, widows were young with young children. We learned to still ourselves against graveside emotions. On February 17th, 1968, Lieutenant Richard Warren Pershing was killed in Vietnam while an infantry platoon leader in Company A, 1st Battalion, 502nd Infantry, 101st Airborne Division Air Mobile. He had been in country only two months. His unit was conducting operations near Quang Tri, in I-Corps near the demilitarized zone during the Tet Offensive. What was unusual about this 25-year-old was his background. He came from a family with strong traditions of military and public service. A maternal great-grandfather was Wyoming Senator Francis E. Warren, who won the Medal of Honor during the Civil War. In 1905, Warren's daughter Helen married a young Army captain, John J. Pershing, destined to command the American Expeditionary Force in World War I as General of the Armies. He earned the nom de guerre blackjack as commander of the 10th Cavalry of Buffalo Soldiers Regiment during the Plains Indian Wars. The Persians had four children, a son and three daughters. The son was Francis Warren Pershing, Lieutenant Pershing's father. During World War II, patriotic Francis Warren Pershing enlisted as a private by war's end, he was a colonel serving as an advisor to George C. Marshall. Colonel Pershing was a founding member of the New York firm of Pershing and Company. The family lived on Park Avenue in New York. Lieutenant Pershing graduated from the best schools, Exeter Academy and Yale College. At Yale, he was a member of the Skull and Bones Society. Unlike most children of privilege during the 1960s, he volunteered for service in the Army and as a paratrooper. A picture shows him in airborne school. I had the honor of being the officer in charge of Lieutenant Pershing's internment. The military honors given junior officers at the time was a casket team, a chaplain, a firing party, and a bugler for taps. The horse-drawn caisson and escort platoon were reserved for senior officers. Lieutenant Pershing was buried near his grandfather in a nondescript section of Arlington National Cemetery called Pershing Hill. General Pershing was buried near his soldiers who were killed or served in World War I. He issued a monument in favor of the simple tombstone of his soldiers. Colonel Francis Warren Pershing was a tall, dignified man. His face carried the tragedy of losing a young son and a family. He was the sole survivor of a fire in 1915 that killed his mother and three sisters at the Presidio in San Francisco while his father was stationed at Fort Bliss, Texas. The next year, General Pershing led the punitive expedition into Mexico against Pancho Villa. On the death of Colonel Francis Warren Pershing in 1980, his ashes were scattered in an unreported location. My guess is that it was on Pershing Hill. Lieutenant Richard Warren Pershing was survived by a brother, Colonel John Warren Pershing, who was buried next to his brother in 1999, sharing a verse size of the same simple gravestone. Pat Graves was reared in Russellville,
0: Alabama, graduated from West Point, and served five years on active duty in the U.S. Army. He practiced law in Huntsville for 35 years and is now retired. You can hear Pat's story again, along with all the past Sundial stories and poems, by visiting our website, WLRH.org. Just click on Sundial under the Shows and podcast tab. You can hear a new episode of the Sundial Writer's Corner every Monday morning at 9, right here on 89.3 Huntsville Public Radio.